Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 19th of December. India's coronavirus cases crossed the 1 crore or 10 million mark today after it reported more than 25,000 new cases. India has now become the second country after the United States to report more than 1 crore cases. However, daily infections have dropped consistently since we hit a peak in September. The death toll has moved beyond 1,45,000 with 347 new deaths in the last 24 hours. The number of active cases currently stands at above 3,8,000. The Supreme Court on Friday expressed its distress over the country's COVID-19 situation. It said that the pandemic had spread like wildfire due to the government's poor implementation of necessary restrictions and other guidelines. The Apex Court also said that even if a person recovers from COVID-19, the cost of treatment would ensure that he is finished. Adding that the right to health is a fundamental right guaranteed under Article 21 of the Constitution of India, the court said that there should either be a cap on the cost of treatment in private hospitals or more state-run facilities which will provide affordable health care. The Union Health Ministry meanwhile has said that getting a vaccine against COVID-19 in India would be voluntary, but it has advised everyone to receive the complete schedule of COVID-19 vaccine for protecting themselves against the disease and also to limit the spread of the disease to close contacts. The government intends to vaccinate close to 30 crore people on priority in the vaccination's early phase. Also, multiple vaccine candidates will be administered against one infection. But the ministry has clarified that it is to be ensured that the entire schedule of the vaccination is completed only by one type of vaccine as different covid-19 vaccines are not interchangeable. According to the ministry, two doses of vaccine 28 days apart need to be taken by an individual to complete the vaccination schedule. As the cold in Delhi gets harsher by the day, agitating farmers at the capital's borders have remained steadfast in their demand of the complete scrapping of the center's three new contentious farm laws. According to the Med Department, the national capital recorded its coldest day to day with a minimum temperature dropping to 3.9 degrees Celsius. The All India Kisan Sabha or the AIKS has said that the issue of the ongoing farmers' protests against the three new farm laws needs to be resolved by the government and not the Supreme Court. even as a delegation of farmer leaders consulted senior lawyers to decide the future course of action the aiks a key member of the samyukt kisan morcha that is leading the agitation against the farm laws asserted that no farmer organization approached the court in the first place and asked for its intervention in the matter however while talks between the farmers and the center remain in a deadlock agriculture minister narendra singh tomar said that the government is hopeful of resolving the farmers agitation before the new year and is continuing its informal dialogue with various groups to defuse the crisis meanwhile prime minister narendra modi in an address to farmers in madhya pradesh highlighted the benefits of the new reforms and the pro farmer actions taken by his government He also accused the opposition of misleading the farmers over the issue of MSP and APMCs. Modi said that the new agricultural laws brought by the center have not come overnight but were long overdue. He insisted that the existing MSP for farm produce will continue. He also urged people to read and share widely an e-booklet issued by the government that highlights how the recent agro reforms have helped farmers. The government had issued the booklet in Hindi and English highlighting success stories of farmers who have benefited from the reforms enacted in September. 
Speaking at another event, an ASOCHAM convention, the Prime Minister highlighted his government's reforms across sectors from manufacturing to labour to say that India has emerged as the world's preferred destination for investment in the last six years. Stressing on his goal of an Atmanirbhar Bharat or self-reliant India, he said, and I quote, Our challenge is not to just become Atmanirbhar, but to attain that goal as early as we can. The new India is reliant on its abilities and resources and is marching towards the goal of Atmanirbhar Bharat. Unquote. The distrust of the farmers in the mainstream media was further highlighted recently when the protesting farmers at the Singhu border started publishing a newsletter for themselves since late last month. According to an Indian Express report, the bi-weekly four-page Punjabi newsletter named Trolley Times with a page in Hindi was launched on Friday by scriptwriter Surmeet Mavi and documentary photographer Gurdeep Singh Dhaliwal. The paper carries news reports, opinion pieces, cartoons and poems. It resulted from the lack of faith the protesters have in mainstream media and is supposed to bring forth the intellect of farmers. About 2,000 copies of the newsletter were printed on the first day. The farmers are especially angry with Republic TV, Z News and Archduck, dubbed as Godi Media together with other platforms such as Times Now that are seen as being lapdogs of the government. To know more about how the agitating farmers went from asking for national media's attention to chasing away certain TV news channels, do read my colleague Nidhi's incisive ground report titled Media Has Lost Our Trust – Why Protesting Farmers Are Angry With Godi Media. You can also listen to Nidhi read out her report to you. You'll find the audio version of the report right on top of the text version that is up on our website. Dear listeners, not to boast, but News Laundry's coverage of the ongoing farmer protests has really stood out. Nidhi and Basant and my other colleagues have been visiting the protest sites day in and day out, bringing you ground reports based on their conversations with the agitating farmers. So, before I move on to the next news story, here is a small request for you. After you're done listening to this podcast, please spare a few minutes to check out our website and all the ground reports we have been publishing. Give them a read and if you are satisfied that we are doing a good job, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. I'm asking you this because we are a 100% ad-free news platform, meaning we only count on people like you who understand the importance of keeping news independent to support us and to help us stay afloat. So go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. A monthly subscription costs as low as 300 rupees only. An Uttar Pradesh court has ordered the release of two brothers who were arrested earlier this month under the state's problematic anti-conversion law. The Muslim man Rashid and his brother were arrested on December 4th after they visited a registrar's office in Muradabad to record his marriage to a Hindu woman named Pinky whose family had filed a complaint. A video purportedly showed Bajrangdal activists asking the couple if the woman had given notice to the district magistrate over her intention to change her religion. This is a requirement under the new ordinance. The Kant police had submitted a record that it could not find evidence after Pinky denied the allegation of forceful conversion by Rashid and his brother Salim. Following this, the chief judicial magistrate ordered the release of the two from jail. Meanwhile, the mother-in-law has alleged that Pinky suffered a miscarriage after she was tortured at the government-run shelter where she was kept for close to a week. According to a Times of India report, an ultrasound examination conducted by a private lab has confirmed the miscarriage. However, Muradabad district officials have denied that she had a miscarriage. The anti-conversion law came into effect on 29th of November after the Uttar Pradesh Prohibition of Unlawful Conversion of Religious Ordinance 2020 was cleared by the UP Cabinet. 
The law claims to check unlawful religious conversions and interfaith marriages with the sole intention of changing a girl's religion. It has a provision for a jail term for up to 10 years. According to the law, a marriage will be declared shunya or null and void if the sole intention was to change a girl's religion. If it is found that the conversion was done forcibly through atrocities and cheating, the offence will be non-bailable. Meanwhile, NDTV reported former Chief Justice of the Delhi High Court, A.P. Shah, as saying that the new anti-conversion law in Uttar Pradesh was regressive in nature as it reflected the philosophy of a khap panchayat. He said it was aimed at perpetuating the subjugation of women. The ordinance, Shah said, was capable of a great public mischief and it must be struck down immediately. Almost three months after the horrific incident where a 19-year-old Dalit girl from a village in Uttar Pradesh's Hathras was gang-raped by four upper-caste men, the CBI has finally filed a charge sheet against the four accused. They had been arrested in September. Contrary to the police's claim that the girl had not been sexually assaulted, the charge sheet says that the four upper-caste accused men had gang-raped the woman on September 14th before leaving her for dead. They have been charged under multiple sections of the Indian Penal Code. The court has scheduled the next hearing for January 4th. The victim's dying declaration on September 22nd, where she said that she was raped, was made the prime basis for the 2,000-page CBI charge sheet. From the victim's body hurriedly being cremated in the dead of the night without any family members present, to family members being forced to change their statements, the Hatras case was surrounded by controversy. According to an Indian Express report, only the victim's brother was present in the court when the charge sheet was submitted. The brother said that they felt relieved, adding, and I quote, We had to fight a lot. The administration did not trust us and portrayed that we were lying. But the truth does not remain hidden for long. Today there is some hope. This is our first step on the ladder of justice. It is now up to the courts to deliver final justice. We will wait for the judgment which will prove once and for all the truth in this. Unquote. While covering the Hatras case, mainstream media followed its typical four-stage life cycle of coverage. Indifference, sensationalism, accusations of connivance and victim blaming. Most atrocities against Dalits don't even cross the first stage for media and go unnoticed. Those that do capture the media's attention almost always complete all four stages of the cycle. This hit-and-run coverage is a distressing and agonizing sequence of events, especially for the families of the victims. To find out about this four-stage cycle, do read Ravikiran Shinde's article titled From Indifference to Victim Blaming – Why the Mainstream Media's Coverage of Hathras is Unsurprising. You'll find the article on newslaundry.com. And to know more about how mainstream media covers caste-based crimes and why it fails so miserably when it comes to stories involving underrepresented communities, do go through News Laundry's survey report titled Who Tells Our Stories Matters? Representation of Marginalized Caste Groups in Indian Newsrooms. It was published last year by the Media Rumble in association with Oxfam India. And in case you want to know the gist of the report, watch my video explainer titled How Caste Plays Out in Indian Newsrooms. You'll find it on our website and on our YouTube channel. BJP leader and Union Home Minister Amit Shah is on a two-day visit to West Bengal ahead of the Assembly elections that are due in four months. Shah, who arrived late on Friday, began his day offering prayers to Swami Vivekanand, Sri Ramakrishna Paramhans and Sharda Devi at the Ramakrishna Ashram in Kolkata. He said, and I quote, This is the place where Vivekanandji was born. Vivekanandji connected modernity and spirituality. I pray that we are able to walk on that path that he showed us. Unquote. 
He is also scheduled to address a public rally at Midnapur today where a number of Trinamool Congress leaders are expected to join the BJP. His trip comes at a time where there have been a series of resignations from Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee's Trinamool Congress. Just in the last 24 hours, at least four rebels have quit the TMC and one of them, Suvendu Adhikari, is likely to join the BJP in the presence of Amit Shah. The Union Home Minister, the party's key strategist for Bengal, has set a target of 200 of the state's 294 seats for the assembly polls. Addressing a public gathering, Shah said today, and I quote, Didi, that is Mamata Banerjee, keeps saying that BJP indulges in people switching parties. I want to ask her, was TMC her original party? Was she not in the Congress? Did she not switch to TMC when she had differences? Today, when Shuvindu Adhikari ji has done the same, you find that wrong? Unquote. And now for some international updates. COVID-19 has infected more than 75.5 million people around the world, out of which over 1.67 million have died. In the US, December is turning out to be the deadliest month of the pandemic, surpassing April when more than 60,000 Americans have died due to the virus. Hospitals across the US are overwhelmed and people are dying in record numbers once again. This is despite the US government rushing to get vaccine doses across the nation. December is already the second deadliest month of the pandemic in the United States, with more than 42,500 COVID-19 deaths as of Thursday. Meanwhile, Moderna Incorporates coronavirus vaccine has become the second to receive emergency use authorization from the US Food and Drug Administration. It is the first regulatory authorization in the world for Moderna vaccine. In the UK, millions of people woke up to tougher COVID restrictions today as parts of the southeast moved into tier 3 restrictions. Now, almost 68% of the country's population will be living under the toughest restrictions. The Pfizer BioNTech vaccine has been authorized for use in Switzerland. This comes a day after Swiss authorities imposed a new lockdown that will close bars and restaurants across the country. Switzerland, with a population of 8.6 million, is currently reporting more than 4,000 new cases and 100 deaths a day. While our own Prime Minister recently became one of the many politicians around the world flouting COVID safety norms when he was seen walking about without a mask at an event, the President of Chile is the latest on the list. However, unlike most other politicians, he was on Friday handed a fine of about £2,600. This was for posing a barefaced selfie on the beach with a fan. Masks are mandatory in all public places in Chile and non-compliance can result in a jail term. The president turned himself in shortly after the selfie emerged on social media. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.